You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 62nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Gentlemen, we are number one. For about six hours, we were number one on the iTunes charts, so we'd like to thank our listeners. This is Tim Hayes. Yeah. Coming from Gainesville, Florida, for the very last time. I have another group ride to ruin. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, this is Matt from Minneapolis. What place are we now, Tim? We are in 145th place, so the algorithm is clearly corrected itself um, on the amateur charts. Mm. How does that work? Because we didn't DNF our last podcast. We finished in the group, I thought. <laughs> That's where we're normally trying to go. And our yeah. last host, uh, Spencer Howe, all the way up in Boston, Massachusetts. How are you doing, Spencer? Um, doing pretty well. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And Spencer has taken on the uh, production quality. So any issues with volume, all of that, just blame Spencer. Um, <laughs> since I'm moving, it's a little... Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and mute you right now, and uh, we should we should hit that number one spot again pretty quick. I'm in boxes. I, I'm in a room of boxes, and uh, if you hear my dog in the background, it's because he's starting to freak out because he knows the move is coming. But that isn't why people listen to our show. People listen to our show for accurate news on cycling, cycling gossip, and any kind of advice that they could want. So you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at the slow ride pod. And uh, <clears throat> so right away, let's get uh, we did get a, a pretty cool tweet from Brad Walker. Uh, he said, hey, listen to the slow ride pod on the way to the group ride today and then proceeded not to get dropped. Coincidence? Yeah, no. that is clearly a coincidence, Brad. Um Brad, we'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast, but uh, it wasn't because you listened to us so you didn't get dropped. Uh, sure. I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a strong, strong possibility, you know. Let's, let's look at the next one. It happens one. once. Is there, All right, do we well, have any other tweets? Try again. Yeah, we've, we had a couple other ones. Uh, we did retweet probably the coolest podium bike that I have ever seen coming from Gulfport, Mississippi – a, the winner of the beginner's race on a fendered out with racks surly pacer, including down tube shifters, brought his bike up to the podium. And uh, Michael Bonegamer, or at Land Softly, said, hey, for context, this was the beginner's race. Surly beat an aero carbon giant in a two-up sprint. Crowd pleaser for sure. It you is know, crowd pleaser. Like and little that. guy... When we saw that come across the Twitter feed, I was like, oh, that is totally getting retweeted because we approve because that's pretty much little guy style right there. I know how, you, I know how you're afraid of down tube shifters, Timmy. So. Was this uh, exciting? What was this race? It seems like it could have been a gravel grinder. <laughs> Perhaps. That's why he had the, gra- the, the, the um, fenders on. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more. It was in Mississippi, so it is a little bit backwards on how they do their racing, but who knows. Um, Ryan Gabriel at Ryan Gabriel said, hey, a little off the back and just getting around to this week's slow ride pod, North Star Valley Grand Prix Festival. 
Tour de France. I love this podcast, damn it. Well, thanks, Ryan. We appreciate your listening. Thanks for tweeting at us. It's this so nice is, of you. This is a great podcast, and Tim, I'm going to go ahead and Isn't cut it? you off, though. Let's let's just get into bike racing, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, so care. we had... Uh, we had we're, we're podcasting here on, on the 23rd of June. It's a Tuesday. Everybody knows all the major news drops the week before the tour. Um, and this year is no different. 2015, we got smacked across the face today with the Dutch doping uh, report. And uh, no series yeah. of, of, you know, non-surprises there and a couple of surprises. Uh, so, you know, did you guys read yes. that? Uh, reports on that, and I know you didn't oh, read yeah, the whole I read, document. <laughs> I read all 96 pages of it. I yeah. actually downloaded it, but I haven't read it yet. Um, I, I read the... Uh, I was I was books. impressed with that part in the first part where it said the sky is also blue. Hmm. That was weird. Like, Reese is doper, and the sky is blue. Revelations. Those are revelations. Yeah, I I read some of it. What do you guys think about it? Any surprises? Uh, you know, I, I was... Two. I, I've got a couple surprises. I've One got is two as very, well. It's very nice that uh, it's after the Statue of Limitations. That's convenient. Well, it's, yeah. very it's convenient. convenient the same way the yeah the Carlos like a... Carlos Sastra, 2008 yeah. Tour de France winner, not guilty. Um, well, hardly yeah. any mention of Carlos Sastra. But then he doesn't remember that conversation, which yeah. is weird. I want to believe Carlos. How can I really like the idea of Reese just being like, you know, you could use a bag or two if you want. And what's, and what's weird? Like, screw this shit. I'm leaving. Yeah. What's weird is Reese is like, dude, he got so pissed off and that's why he left the team. And Carlos is like, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, he's giving you the out and you're not even taking yeah. it. Like, Maybe I think Carlos one maybe doesn't want to talk shit because he's never talked shit. Like he's he been on a he lot is, of weird teams yeah. where tons of guys have gone down and he's had plenty of chance to throw people under the bus and be like the clean guy. And he's always just like, I do my thing. I don't know what other people are doing. I don't care. And yeah. I don't remember my other point. That's my own point. No, I think <laughs> that that's cool. a good point. So Carlos continues to kind of skirt above the law. Well, you know, um, I was going to say fly under the radar, was. but I guess either way yeah, it works. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Over the other the radar, one, under the radar. Yeah. I think I think clearly at this point we have to make mention of uh, Jens Voigt. Um, Jens Voigt is the people's a hero. Uh, hero to many. Uh, he's Shut a great up, cyclist, legs. but he's very uh, he's always kind of skirted this fine line as well on if he doped or didn't. He always claims he kind of like didn't. He Maybe. claims the past is the past, and he doesn't like, want to talk about it. That's what yeah, he's always claimed. <laughs> like, he just wants to talk about geocaching. Uh-huh. And, you know, at some point, Who doesn't? all chickens come home to roost. And I think that this is what we're starting to see with uh, with, with this report and, and Jens. I, I thought you, know, the, you know what I really like? What? The, the reason that Reese supposedly could talk could talk to Sastre about the blood doping and he, he and Reese could say like, oh, you know, I know Discovery's doing it, so we can do it, get away with it. Is that Basso supposedly had tipped him off to it, and mm. Basso is banned at this point. So that means even though Basso had left the team, and then gotten fired from Discovery and taken his ban, he was still buddies enough with Reese to call Reese and be like, hey, dude, just so you know, uh, a little blood doping going on over there. You can get away with it. They're getting away with it. They got a good system. Like. This is how it works. Basso's yeah. either like really loyal to Reese or like dirty or like sold that for some promise of a future job or something weird. Like, yeah, that's some know, weird shit. You know, the, in that that story about how he's being banned 
or he was banned at the time. It reminds me of the um, when Tyler Hamilton was serving his suspension, and remember they found him in the operation Puerto files, and they never made it very clear that if it was his blood bags from before um, him getting doped, or if he was actually doping when he was under suspension and preparing himself for the return. Just and, to get ready. Yeah, and I think that that's a you know kind of interesting. Of course, he was on CSC too. And I don't think we can be really shocked that Bjarni Reese, a.k.a. Mr. 60%, was helping orchestrate a major doping scandal that maybe not to the level of yeah. um, the Postal, but still a very clear... I bet it was to that doping. level. I mean, I feel like... Uh, they didn't win, though. Uh, they, well, they won 2008, sorry. Yeah, and they won some Giros. They won plenty. I'm th- I, I mean, Postal yeah. and CSC were like the... They were in the home run derby contest of the, you know... Of this whole thing, and uh, it's yeah, they were the Maguire and Consecos of of their time, but pretty much the same era, <laughs> you know. Like, oh, that means CSC's CSC's the Sosa, the Sosa. Wait, no, Sosa's not. <laughs> in, Sosa. No, Maguire and Canseco are not the same time as as Sammy Sosa. You got to be thinking of like Dennis Eckersley. You got to go back to the Bash Brothers of maybe 1990. Well, I'm thinking Dave Maguire Sosa. Okay, okay, that's well, what I'm thinking. Um, so. Anything else that stuck so, out to you guys? You guys both said two well, things. Well, what I thought was funny, uh, I, I popped open Cycling News and I saw that article. And then right below it, um, I thought very ironically, was the article saying Schleck was dropping out of the tour team. <laughs> I, I know. That <laughs> and is I, awesome. And I said, huh. Surprise, surprise, knee injury. That is some interesting timing right there. Wasn't he on CSC for a long time? Uh. You know, yeah. I, I have that added to our show notes, guys, that I was, when I was under the Tour de France preview where I was just going to like, hey, little guy, are you surprised that Schleck's out of the tour? Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Schleck's. Mm-hmm. I used to love them so much. Uh, God, man, I hope that's just a, a terrible coincidence. And he was like tweeting his thing about his knee and then he like flipped over to Cycling News and was like, oh, no. Son of a – oh, God, yeah, this is terrible. Draw the How how many years in a row now has this been a doping controversy brought within the first before you know a week or two before the tour? Because Puerto was right every before, year. and it's like I mean this is almost it's definitely tradition, but I think it's almost like a yearly tradition at this oh, point. I feel like it there's is. always something, even if it's just really small or it's just because yeah. this is obviously a big report. But if nothing else, somebody would have been like Bo Hamburger doped, and you'd be like, oh. Wow! Well, they, yeah, they cow. figured out in 1998 that if they did it in the middle of the tour, it kind of screwed everything up. So after that, they moved to the, like the week before. So do we have it any? Builds, it builds the tension. So do we want to yeah. take any guesses of remaining controversies that could be revealed before the Tour de France? Oh, I, I mean, because we're what, two, involving Consador? Are, are we two nope. weeks out? And, I, I think the I think the shoe in is an Astana blowout. Astana, again. I was yeah. You know, like, this Astana one of late is about the, the female racer for Astana who races for the Ukraine. Up. And then they're trying to force her to take Astana citizenship. And yeah. she said no. And she's been banned before. Like, that. that's a weird that, story. That was a really weird one. Yeah, they dropped her. And they, yeah, they said, yeah, yeah. Like you said, weird. Anyway, I don't know. There's definitely an Astana story coming. Um, and I can't wait. We'll be I on think the there's a contador story coming, man. I'm I'm worried really? we're not going to get a chance to see the double attempted because oh, you can't yeah. have this much CSC yeah. stuff come out. I think the double, man. Speaking of the double, I think the double's in the bag, you guys. Uh, no, it's not in the bag. Oh, you not. see, you see, he came back from Just the Giro in his first time. race. He did. He he wins. Granted, it's no, a four no, day no, stage no, no. race. 
Quintana was there with him in the mountains. Finished second. And it's only – yeah, I know. But, you know, he's, <laughs> he's playing the, the cards close to the vest. Quintana's uh-huh. looking good. What, lost the one stage by five seconds on the descent? Uh-huh. Um, Nibbles is at that secret altitude training camp right now getting crazy fast. Oh, little guy, he's it. on Astana, so he may not even be in the tour. It's no, true. he's going to be fine. Don't worry. Vino's so, paid off all the right people. You know, guys, if this keeps up, it should be noted that Trek Factory Racing announced their uh, team, and obviously it got Consolara. But once again, Imar Zubeldia, he's probably got a top eighth, play, eight tour to France in him. Yeah, he he yeah. he could be the doping story that comes up. Yeah. I mean, I I'd be interested in knowing how many wins the race and how many top tens in the Tour de France Zubeldia has, and if that is close to like a record, because he he has a lot. Yeah, He's, I don't know. I think mean, we could many probably figure Sastra. that out in like five minutes of of, of I bet Sastra's got more. Sastra yeah. was like consistently top ten. Every time he got in the Grand Tour, and probably until and, that last, and, and that last course, ball where he ended up working for my boy Kobo. <laughs> so speaking of fan. Kobo, uh, Kobo wins a Grand Tour, and he's still not on a Pro Tour team, little guy. How? Why is he that? He was on a Pro Tour team at the year after. He was on your terrible Fatoon. Moby Star Wasn't Boy. He, on the he probably got team? depressed again. He was so, on the Fatoon team, then he was on the Geeks Gox team or whatever, then he was on Movistar, and now yep. he's probably at home. He's probably, yeah, he's probably waiting tables. Hey, uh, little guy, just a quick follow-up to last week's episode where um, we talked about fan of the podcast TJ Van Garderen and your quest to challenge him in an arm wrestling uh, uh, competition. Were you able to watch the Sylvester Stallone classic over the top and prepare your training for that showdown at the Richmond World Championships in September? I have not yet uh, had a chance to procure that movie, but um, I think I still got time. Okay. Have you been doing curls? Like, what do you, are you going to, are you going to be a curls. wrist kind of guy or are you going to, um, straight power? I don't know. I'm going to wait till I see the movie. I've, uh, okay. I've got a VHS copy coming in the mail, so I'll be a little bit. I got to rewind it when I get it. And as Spencer mentioned earlier, guys, that this is obviously big Tour de France Tuesday news session, but it's also the last Tuesday night. It's the last Tuesday night World Championship Crit Series, and little guy, you're actually going to be going to race this. This is why we're recording early tonight. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to make it to the start in time? I think so. Uh, think so that's all i know is i think so do you have do you need any advice do you want any tips from us on how to perform in tonight's crit finale mm-hmm. no i've seen both of you race crits and i'm not a great crit racer and i'm not on any great form i haven't found a rich vein of form yet this year i've been poking around for it but um <laughs> i don't need any advice from you guys i know that well much. but okay well thanks and you know we'll get to your past racing this past I mean, weekend at the north star for Valley Grand Prix Festival, but mm-hmm. we'll, it's, we'll it's that a mouthful a that is not no one can say it. So do we? Know. Should we just finish up Tour de France news before we get into Nature Valley? Yeah. So let's talk. Tim, you you mentioned the the Trek Factory Racing team roster announcement, but I think the big news today was the MTN Quebec uh, team Ooh, announcement. Yeah, because that's pretty rad. They there's they a lot off... of really rad things on there. They left off some surprising people, and they took uh, some surprising t- people. And uh, uh, I think it's going to be. I'm going to. I'm actually pretty excited to see how they do in the tour. I am too. I know that they. You got the South African road champion who's 23. They're looking pretty strong. I am really excited for this team because they seem like a stage hunting team, and they have a 
you know, they have a good mission. It seems that they're really trying to let new people race. And then you got Tyler Farrar. What could possibly go wrong? This is this is great. I'm really excited. Um, quickly becoming Austin Hogan. He's, he's on the comeback yeah, trail. Quickly becoming me personally, my second favorite team after AG2R. I'm definitely going to be pulling for MTN Quebec. How about you guys? Uh, I think so. I think Steve Cummings is. He's been racing really well this year. He's he's definitely a a long shot for poaching a stage win at some point out there. Mm-hmm. Kind of a dark horse when he gets in a move. I, I can see some good stuff happening. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people are going to ask, like, why I'm not even trying to pronounce the racers' names, but um, it's just I don't want to butcher I think they know why. I mean, yeah. I think if they, 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 yeah, they looked I don't at think the they're names gonna in ask. print, I think they'd know. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't say Serge Pauls. And they do have two brothers on the team, which I really like. Jacques, John really? Jean, Van Rensburg, and then Reinhardt, John Van Rensburg. Um, two, two brothers. And uh, just a quick shout-out, um, guys, on uh, one of the tweets we got. We got from uh, Matt Watts. He said, hey, so glad the Super Rookie was back today. I missed the horrible pronunciation and cycling facts applied in key interruptions. You're welcome, Matt. That was for you. And uh, so, guys, pretty exciting MTN Quebec team. We also got the uh, Bora Argon team re- announced today. No one really matters. Them anymore? Paul Who Voss. Um, they were last year. They were the NetApp Endura team. Now it's Paul yeah. Voss. Uh, seems to and be. They lost guy. their GC rider, and now they're. Well, their GC rider is on the long list for Sky. I don't know if you saw that news today, where Sky kind of accidentally released their long list. No, I didn't. Um, and they kept uh... some key people off, and then they all of a sudden deleted it. They once, they, once they every off? year, every year one team accidentally re- releases its long list a little early, oh, and oh, I can't imagine hot, that. They, uh, these they, are they not actual them. psychological warfare between the team, you know, like to get guys motivated to to try a little harder, you know, to give them a little. Well, nudge. They, well, you, they did, did blame it Thomas on the third party. Is, yeah, Thomas is skipping the the national championships, and I think that's Stop. always a sign that you're going to make the the tour team on skies if you sit around and go to an altitude training camp and don't race. The big mm-hmm. name, the big name that was missing was Bernard Eisel. Uh, but I will say Leopold Koenig is on that list with Chris Froome, so Froome is going to have a top lieutenant in the mountains with him, so that will also be exciting. Does he have a good Aussie mate? Uh, Richie Port will be there to uh, <laughs> sacrifice everything. Danny Pate was also listed on the uh, long list, if uh, if you guys all remember Danny Pate. Cool story there. He, you know, he had a good – he had a, like a top five result in the time trial at Tour Swiss or something yeah. the other day. I haven't – I hadn't seen Danny Pate's name – on the top of a sheet in a long time, and then there he was. So well, good result, still racing well. Yeah, and I think I just, that's I, he's always a worker. You know, he's always like sacrificing himself. It was nice to see. Now this is kind a of pretty, an American that doesn't get the press. This is a pretty cool weekend because this weekend is all of the uh, national championships, right? Yeah. What are you guys mm-hmm. going to watch? I'm going to watch Slovakia. If I, can. I just look to see what how the jersey for that feed. I'm just interested in seeing what the jersey outcomes are because yeah. mm-hmm. it is pretty cool to see these national champions race and then they get picked up for the tour. I can only hope that Dan Craven is racing this uh, mm-hmm. national championship weekend so we can maybe see him in the tour and bring uh, even more uh, African-based riders into the uh, the Tour de France. That would be pretty awesome. Have a, has, has Eurocar uh, announced a, a long list, a short list? A long yeah, list I think the long list – the long list is Tommy Vokler, and that's it. It says Tommy Vokler nine times, and then they just cross him <laughs> up and put in new people. You know, guys, I was surprised. Still go to A. I was surprised the, the other day man. I saw that he was uh, 
he was something like 36 years old or something, Thomas Buckler. It was, it was yeah. something that I saw the age and I was like, really? Oh yeah, you always you always so think of nice. little Tommy Volkler, and then you yeah. realize he's older than you. Yeah, it's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> that happen? All right, so the big one, Belgian Road Championships. Tom Boonen for the win. Yep. All right. I don't know what the course is like. Yeah, Boonen. What's it like? Is it bumpy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. Ah, uh, Stein de Boulder. Okay. He's what? defending the jersey. Boonen. He's gonna be motivated. He's in the tour team. He's motivated, and he's Stein de Boulder. All right, uh, a couple rapid-fire questions for you guys. Yes or no, will Nibali be racing in the Tour de France, little guy? Yes. Spencer? Yes. Contador. skin of his teeth. <laughs> will Contador no. be racing in the Tour de France? No. Spencer? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I think both will be racing in the Tour de France. Um, Spencer, who is going to win the Tour de France right now? Contador. Without little doubt. Guy? Uh, Jean-Christophe Pernod. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, my whoa. friend. Hope springs eternal. All right, well, it is going to be Nairo Quintana for the victory. Who will win the team classification in the tour right now? Who do you think is the strongest team going into the tour? I think it's AG2R. Uh, have they, Have they? speaking of them, have they, their long list? Because they have a Pozo long Vio's list. Because is in good, good shape. Yeah, he's Are on Are they going to bring... He's Are they the going to bring list. the 4GC threat? Are they going to bring our, our, our friend, the gummy bear? <laughs> I, uh, that is still questionable. I think he was on the long list, but I think AG2R is definitely the strength for the team competition. So they're going to bring three GC riders. Posa Vivo. With incredible Posa Vivo, Bernard, and, and uh, Bardet. Yeah, and then possibly the gummy bear. Um, possibly the gummy bear, who, if he's skinny, is a GC rider. Little guy, who's going to win insane. the team competition? I guess AG2R now. Spencer? I was going to say Movistar, but... Uh, it's it's going to be Astana. Astana? Ooh, wow. I would How say is that maybe... possible? <laughs> Puslang? Because they're going to they're gonna have places 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 after Alberto Cantor. <laughs> um, all right. And then <laughs> now that we've figured out... Uh, you've heard it here first, um, <laughs> and we're just going to move this show right along. Real quick, guys, the big news coming out of... Um, the UCI showdown with the ASO. We don't need to get into the actual politics here, but the ASO is threatening. No idea what's going on. ASO is threatening yeah. removing the races from the calendar. Does that matter? No. No. <laughs> I agree. I think it matters. I think if they do, it matters because it definitely challenges well, the, the then ability it would of the UCI <laughs> to like function as the actual governing body rather than having a private company being the governing body. Yeah. I think it matters. Is it boring? And annoying to hear about? Yes. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. Well, um, that is the investigative journalism our listeners have come to expect. So let's move right on to uh, the next step, and maybe we'll talk about ASO versus UCI later. I am Jake Wells. Listen to Slow Ride Podcast. Guys, Nature Valley Grand Prix, or now known as the North Star Memorial Bicycle Festival. Just can't do it, right? Uh, what's going on here? Um, little guy, you're there. I'm just going to report from what I saw is that this race has lost all meaning. There's no women's race, which was always the highlight of this event in my eyes because it was always almost given um, equal credence. The prize list yeah. wasn't the same, but at least they always, um, you know, 
got to have the women racing only with the the pro men on some of those crit courses. Yeah. And well, they had me this year. They had yeah. me out there this year, so the fans were pretty much the same. Not I'm a little. Of the road. I got to be honest. Looking at those teams, you only had Jelly Belly and Optum Health from the big the big wigs. Is, um, is Jelly Belly a big wig team, really? Though, but, but but when they're your second team, I think they are guys. I mean, like United Healthcare, head, United Healthcare headquartered in Minneapolis and St. Paul, couldn't even send their crit squad. Um, it is. They couldn't even send is, their B crit squad, yeah, which also like, would have won this race. They couldn't bring so, the United Healthcare seven oh six team, which is based out of Georgia. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's sad that this race at one time was. I mean, guys, this is the race that we okay. cut our teeth on. So, so yeah. can we? We I know we discussed the uh, the cancellation of the women's race a bunch uh, on, a, on a past episode here, um, but it struck me, and I don't think we made the point on that episode that the week before was the Philly International Classic, yep. which was a women's World Cup race, and all of the best women racers in the world were in the U.S. and not that far—a two-hour, three-hour plane ride away from Minnesota. And none of them showed up for this race. What does that say? Well, where were they? Well, they're hanging out at the Tour of America's Dairyland, guys, which yeah, started on the, the 18th. Is. And it's sad. Like, I'm not saying well, all of the World Cup women's teams went from Philly to, to Wisconsin. But it says something when the Tour of America's Dairyland has a field size of 50 strong women. Um, and they, you know, oh, guys, the national racing well, calendar for women is over now. There's no Why do they overlap this year? Do you guys know? It's because they've never overlapped in the past. I think it's because Tour of America's like Dairyland. I think Toad has realized that the Nature Valley Grand Prix was on the way out, and they pounced oh, on it. It's, it's long on the way out. I mean, you can look well, at the, the, at the amateur fields, and the, even the amateur women's field at uh, the Tour of Dairyland races are 50 people strong. Like that's huge, um, and the fact that Nature Valley can't draw anybody. Um, and, and I don't buy the, I don't buy the sponsor thing. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, well, like in, when I say the sponsor thing, I mean the lack of a title sponsor, and it was kind of going this and that. It Nature Valley Grand Prix does great deal. things, right? They donate a lot of money to the Children's Hospital and various charities, mm-hmm. and that should not be taken back. So, I applaud them on that. However, to be a national racing calendar event, and to only be able to draw Optum and Jelly Belly, and then what? The, the oh. third team was like what KHS Maxis, another yep. quality team, but they didn't even get Smart Stop, they didn't get Astellas, they didn't get United Healthcare. There's there's some great teams out there, mm-hmm. and what do you think it is, little guy? I have no idea. It's, I think it's money. Money. I think, I, thought... I think it's what you don't think it is. I think it's the fact that they don't have a title sponsor where they can have the money to draw the teams. I'll tell you what part of it is is that it's the biggest NRC calendar race. But nobody cares about the NRC calendar at all, and there's no reason to care about it. There's no extra oh, yeah, prize purse for it. Yeah. There's nothing you like. You don't get anything really for winning the NRC. Um, yeah. You know, once they broke the the crits, the you know the all the all the big crits, um, you know Athens Twilight, all that are part of the NCC now, which is different. And uh, you know the road racers are going for Tour California in these bigger races. And the crit guys are going for those crit series races, and this NRC whoever's left on that is kind of sitting on the pot, you know, like they uh, yeah they got nowhere to go, and and you know so uh, Nature Valley kind of didn't develop into either a world class stage race or 
a yeah. week-long crit series like Toad did. Um, so it's kind of in this purgatory. It so, is. Yeah. You know, and obviously it's easy for us to armchair, and we've no, we know, Spencer, you've ridden on the back of one of the motorcycles given time splits. I did radio oh, yeah. tour. I mean, oh, this yeah. event has been going on for a while, and it's an I mean, immense amount of work. Yeah. They have a and great the, volunteer I mean, staff. Background stuff, it's, you and I have sat down with Dave Laporte, the director of this race, and had yeah. conversations over coffee about the race with him. You know, like, yeah, and we're not, we're not totally talking out of our ass, but we're also talking out of our ass. You know, like, we yeah, haven't done that for a few years. So, they, they, um, what did you guys call him up? Get him on the show. Well, yeah, they, we, they work really hard. I'm sure he would. That's, that, that, they worked really that's, hard on what they're doing, but it's, you know, I, th- I think if. If the race is going to succeed, they may have to think outside the box and just they get do. rid of the purgatory level and no longer perhaps be a stage race. They need to Why not go direction. the route? Why not go out and just do um, maybe a three crit series or a five race individual series? Get rid of the road races perhaps. Because I think yeah. that, you know, do a speed week type thing. Yep. You could add in a couple of the crits in the, the Minneapolis St. Paul area, make it more of a tour of America's Dairyland, but in Minnesota, <laughs> you can still get the Stillwater crit. St. Paul, Minneapolis, and a couple of others. Because at this level, it's not um, – after looking at this field this year, it's, it's just sad. No. It's, but, well, I can so, tell you, you know, I know we talked about the field, but, but I think it made for better racing this year that the field was a little bit more varied, that there were a couple yeah. bigger teams and a bunch of smaller teams, I think, that were a little little hungrier to go out on the, the attack and make it interesting. A break it, yeah. one on Wednesday, which was crazy. And yeah, the downtown crit seen a break, stick it. <laughs> And hold it to the line. Um, well, and we got to see awesome. We got to see almost a local racing. team, uh, Donkey yeah. Label Racing, you yeah, know, with some, with some guys, local guys on there own. holding their own, and uh, you know, hold on to that GC jersey all the way into yep. um, Saturday's road race. Yep. And then Tom and the, Zerbel put on a show. And the biggest positive, you know, to, to start spinning the Nature Valley Week into into some positive light here, because we didn't hate the whole thing. Um, obviously was the, the whole understory of Carmen small. Like that was amazing. Uh, it was really was rad that Laporte like signed off on that and, and was full gas on it. Like he was, he was behind it and the race seemed behind it and the crowds were behind it and they were doing crowd preems for her and stuff. Like, <laughs> that, that was my favorite thing. Her, that was I my favorite. Say. It was pretty like constant. <laughs> the Friday night crit when it's like the crowd preem for first place woman across the line. Yeah, that was uh, that was exciting. I again, Spencer, you hit it right on the head, uh, nail right on the head. That we love that event, and maybe that's why we take it kind of personal. And it's sad yeah. looking from afar that no it's, one seems to really care. That's true. But um, so, uh, so, do you think? Do you think this? She succeeded. She she finished the race. You know, uh, she made it to Stillwater. She raced that that day, the final day. Do you think that's going to encourage more women to do it, or do you think it's going to encourage more promoters to not put themselves in that situation? I don't know I, if they'll do either. I think it was just sort of a its own its own little in between one off. I think I think a lot of other women would look at that and be like, "Whew, that that looked like a bunch of suck to be she, just like a novelty in the middle of the race." You she know? gets I don't know. It felt like a weird position for her to be in. I don't know if so if, if it would it was exactly the, fun uh, or not. Yeah, I, I read know. a uh, an interview with her about it where she said the road race in Menominee. Um, she was about five miles an hour faster than the women's race was last year. And she was just kind of hanging in there. And, yes. uh, you know, she finished off the back in a, in a group there, but was in that main Peloton for a long time. It makes me yeah. wonder if, uh, if she's like, why don't I just go faster? Like maybe she knows now that she can go faster than she thought she could. Like that. There's yeah. no, 
uh, psychological governor on that motor anymore. You know what I mean? And uh, she might be. Uh, she stronger. might be the next one to dominate. Uh, well, that kind of uh, that that reminds me of Spencer. Remember Katie Compton when she was racing? Uh, when she was doing the Paralympic uh, blind tandem piloting, and mm-hmm. she wasn't allowed to race her category in USA Cycling, so except at national championship events. So she used to race in the category three men, and then so she'd always start in the back of the of her first like four or five national cross championships. She'd start in the very back because she didn't have any UCI points, but she was used to racing category three men for a longer mm-hmm. duration of time. Uh, kind of similar is what you're getting at with with Carmen Small now, who can just go to the women's races and and show how much of a beast she is. I mean, that was a hell of a performance she put together. I would have been yeah. dropped personally in like five minutes. Oh, and yeah. I also want to say that I didn't see any public um, disparaging comments of of her performance versus men. Like I didn't see anything like, "Hey, you got girled." By Carmen Small in the time, and that was actually like very refreshing to me. I was very excited to see that. I was like, "Oh, maybe society has like not become a total dink about this." A glimmer of hope. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seem it seemed like everyone at the race, everyone watching the race, and you know, from what I could tell, just being there in the race, you know, nobody, nobody had any ill feelings toward her being there in that position. But. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, little guy, before you go here to the crit and do us proud with a strong 16th place finish. Um, we got two things for you. First off, do you have a, any updates on your um, status for the cross Minnesota record? We haven't touched on this in a while, but when we had fan of the podcast and guest extraordinaire, Matt Roy, Matt, uh, Matt told us about um, uh, Brevet racing and uh, all about uh, um, state records challenging you. Uh, are you going to, how's it going? I've I actually thought about it in the last week about riding across the state. Though I, I I think I have no desire to ride across the state with a car following behind me at 15 miles an hour, recording Wait, my every move. You think well, you can average kind of 15 miles an hour? So we're gonna be going I 16 miles an hour. Well, see, you're gonna run me over. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. You know that just sounds terrible. Though I do I do want to ride across the state. I want to do that. I just want well, to do it. The thing is, little guy, by, uh, my, is that myself. nobody in Minnesota has done it yet, so you don't have to go fast. You just have to do it and get your name well, in the record book. So guy. how's the training going? Here's what I don't want to do. Have you planned I don't, your route. Training's... No. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to ride with a car behind me. Hey, little guy, let's it's think like of your support staff. Thing on Earth. Let's we'll think turn the, the lights staff. off. You won't even know yeah. we're there. <laughs> Here's your support staff, little guy. What? What? You, you've got the official. We don't know the official. Maybe Matt Roy can get his official license. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably in the books. Um, mm-hmm. For mechanic, you have me. Um, and then – And you have Spencer as your logistics. He's really good at directions. That's true. Um, and I think that for you know positivity, you have both of us. We can get a megaphone. We can be your, your, ma- <laughs> your Saez. And we could just sit there uh, and just uh, – Venga, 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 all the way across from uh, Bemidji to uh, Albert Lee. Mm-hmm. That could be all the right. cross Minnesota well, record because no one's done it. Let's, I, you know, let's just you guys book those plane tickets for the end of you, August or something, and let's, we're going to need uh, a bush plane. Yeah. Do you prefer that one, little guy, or do you yeah. prefer like uh, um, Stillwater to Marshall, Minnesota, or something? Yeah, you want to do a Westie? No, my plan, my plan in my fictional world is I was just gonna go up to the Boundary Waters and then just somewhere from up there, just and just get out of the car and turn around okay. and ride south. All right. Well. All right, let's get to the uh, next topic, little guy. As you were out there training, I'm sure it was out on the Greenway 
um, putting in the miles. Yep. I was on the greenway uh, Sunday <laughs> night, riding home from my grandparents' house. I'm riding a cruiser with a basket on it. Um, and you know, a couple months ago, I got hit on what I said was the only turn on the greenway, and I'd forgotten <laughs> that there's one other turn on the greenway. This one is uh, west of Minneapolis, just into St. Louis Park. There's a little chicane. Maybe you guys remember it where, where the train little, tracks are. little to the right, to the left, and you go over the train tracks. So yep. The tracks are now on the opposite side of you. I was coming up to that, and a drunk guy on a mountain bike was coming up from the other direction, and he plowed right into me midway in that corner so that I was as far over as I could be. He hit me, and I fell onto the train tracks. Ugh. Um, was a train coming? No, there's no train was coming. The, was thankfully. the level crossing arms down? Were you disqualified? There is no. There are no level crossing arms there. Oh. Okay. Um, first question: but Did yeah, you get hurt? Ran. I did get hurt. Um, my hand is bruised. My wrist is like swollen. I've got a cut. You guys see the cut mm-hmm. on my hand. Um. Um. So the little, like whatever really the like hurt, pad, you know, like How? the pad on behind your thumb is all bruised. And yeah, my shoulder, my hip, my oh. hamstring. I got a nice bruise on my leg. Took so, me down. So, so he takes you down. Did you stand crash. up? What did you say? I swore at him. So we swore back and forth. So <laughs> the best part is he hit me, and he asked me if I was okay. And I said, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not okay. <laughs> you just hit me. I'm on the train tracks. I'm, like, picking myself up. And he kept asking, are you okay? And I was like, I'm not okay. And then Caitlin was like, he says he's not okay. Oh, Caitlin was a- And then – so the guy, the guy is yelling at me, and I start yelling at him, and I'm like, "What? Well, you know, what the fuck are you doing? What? You hit me!" And he's like, "You hit me!" And I was like, "Well, you ran into me on my side of the the path, so I kind of think it's your fault, considering we're all I'm all the way to the right, and you hit me." But he was drunk, so he thought it was my fault. I hmm. was way over there. Um, but the best part then is as me and him are yelling, and I'm picking up my bike stuff. Caitlin picks up his like iPhone that's laying on the ground behind him and just whips it over her shoulder off into the woods. He did not see where that iPhone went. And so we got up to leave ah. and I was oh, and I yelled desk. at him for being a drunk asshole. And um then he yelled he yelled as we he, we were riding away, he said, You owe me seven hundred dollars, you bitch. <laughs> so Spencer. And that was checks it. in the mail. So Spencer, home. Spencer, this is probably like the sixth or seventh um, story we've had from Little Guy on the Greenway. Uh-huh. Um, we've had some crashes. We've had some yelling incidents. Crashes. We've had, had some racing incidents. We've had a, a broken down car. Um, I'm starting to wonder, like the theme here is that Little Guy is on the Greenway. Do you think that this is a universal experience on the Greenway, or is it just kind of Little Guy attracts the, the um, worst of the Greenway? See, I've ridden the Greenway quite a bit. Now, I haven't been there recently, uh, but, uh, you know, I've I've not had many experiences like this. Yeah, neither can I. I you know, I haven't had... Little guy, we're going to need to start needing some third-party validation on this, and Caitlin validates this story, I'm sure, with throwing the phone, but... I'm, yeah. I can... Yeah, I got validation on this one. I didn't even tell you guys, like, a couple weeks ago that there was a guy... <laughs> Who passed me? Passed me like go like a million miles an hour at, at one of the stops where you cross like James or something. Just flew by and like almost got hit by a car. And then he like sat up and he coasted. And then when I got almost up to him again, fucking killing it, killing it, killing it. I catch back up to him. 
I kid you not, the helmet was on backwards. You don't see that very often. You don't I get saw the helmet that. on backwards much, but oh it's, it's such a beautiful sight. Intervals. I got one of those the other day. Oh. See, now I've been riding to work. Uh, we have, we don't have a greenway, but we have the Southwest Corridor, which is very similar to the greenway in many respects. And I did see my very first helmet on backwards the other day in real life. I've seen photos, and you always kind of wonder, so are beautiful. they staged? And it was amazing. So, so helmet, helmet on backwards. All right, I, and I think I yep. shared last week. I don't know if it made it through a post, but I was on the local trail, and I saw the bibs straps oh, yeah. over the jersey. Yeah. So, and that's nice. And you I had never seen one of those. So, so a pair of the backwards helmet and the bib straps over. Now, this begs the question, guys. That this isn't. These are obvious beginner beginners. So as individuals, is it our responsibility as, you know, kind of normal racer riders, the everyday of, riders, to, to gently say something to these folks? Like, hey, sir, I know you're busy putting out the watts and doing your intervals right here, but your helmet's actually on backwards. And my question is, how do you tactfully say that to someone? Like, you go up next to them and be like, oh, I know you're out of breath right now, but your helmet... I, I think it's the opposite. I think it's our responsibility to not tell them their helmet's on backwards because that is bringing joy to all – like think about it. Okay. 99% of the people on the greenway know how to put their helmet on and that 1% of people that have their helmet on backwards is bringing joy to all the other people who, who for the most part in their lives, mm-hmm. they, they don't have very many people. Maybe they only know one or two other people that bike. They go home. They say, oh, I saw a guy with his helmet on backwards and their friends are like, yeah, whatever. I mean who cares? This, though, this brings joy and camaraderie to everyone in the Greenway. You can be like, do you see that guy? Yeah, that was great. That guy so, was So the you, same you thing pass, with the bit? You pass strangers, and you both give each other a knowing nod. Like, no, you're like, okay, I, see that? Yeah. I saw that, too. It's yeah, kind of like when cool. you see, like, you know, an ex-girlfriend and then her, you know, another ex-boyfriend in the bar, and you're just like, hey, what's, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. This is kind of awkward. See you later. <laughs> All right, I kind of like it. moment, though. All right. And, uh. So guys, that was a, a pretty. I know, little guy, you you really got to get going here. But uh, real Me quick, uh, little guy, how into this new specialized bicycle that's taken over the internet, saying it can save you over two minutes for a forty k? Earlier, I heard five. I heard well, it's five. five it's, it's five two. if you buy. So the- it's it's five if you buy all of the other stuff: the skin suit, the helmet, the whatever doodads. Oh, what do yeah. you think of the front fairing? Is that going to be allowed in the tour? Or are they going to fight? Because they like, integrated the brake into the little fairing, right? Yeah. Because that's how they're trying to get around it. Yeah. And they're saying I it's going to be. I just, the three by one yeah, is what I, they're, they're working but they're with. They're going to have to make some sort of justification that the brake needs that structurally and somehow that brake is better than another brake. It seems like they're going to run afoul of the UCI on this one. I think there's I no way the UCI that. tells Specialized that they can't use it. I think that there's too much money involved in this. And once again, it's another specialized bicycle marketing coup. We we all know that they want the UCI to say your bike is too fast and too cool. Yeah. And then some guys are like, yeah, the bike's too fast and too it's cool. Pretty and then much you buy no the way they can bike, lose. Yeah. They don't have to build this bike so anymore. Like, are we going to see more of this? So if it's allowed by the UCI, we're going to obviously be seeing more think, of this. I think we all know like, that what's going to happen is somebody's going to crash that bike and it's going to rip in half. But it's not any different than any normal. No, bike that did not rip in half, Spencer. It was on the roof of a car, and then uh-huh. the rearview mirror. That we saw this last year, and it was handled so wonderfully. Oh God, that was so much. I so, forgot. I dumb. I will say that Specialized once again gets a coup on this. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. on their marketing department. Um, the mm-hmm. bike looks crazy. Uh, it's 
it's strange, especially with the bar stem combo. It reminds me of some of the track bikes that you see from, uh, you know, the look track bike stem. But like the, the mid nineties, yeah, yeah, that fr- that uh, fairing on the front wheel is a little goofy. Look at you, okay? Yeah. You're yeah, shaking it out. Go up. My arms are sore, man. I got ran into. I'm crampy. Yeah, and you also got a bike Just race in about uh, three minutes that so you got to go get ready for. Shaking it out. So, um, doing all right. <laughs> and uh, we got to start doing a video podcast. <laughs> so, guys, I know uh, you guys are like mesmerized. Might be. I'm people, just shaking my. We got to know what, what we have like, to put up with every week. It felt, it felt crampy. And with that, I guys, look like a, I look like with this shirt and the, my hair like. <laughs> You look terrible. Right you now. look like a you look like a million bucks, little guy. And we're definitely going to need to do a video podcast for all of our fans who have once again helped us get to number one on the amateur charts. That Soon we'll upgrade. When are we upgrade. When are we going to upgrade? I don't know when we're going to upgrade, but we're working on it. And the only way we can stay in. is if we get reviews and we get you to tell your friends. So continue to See, tweet thought, about us and subscribe I, on iTunes or Stitcher. That's what helps us. I mm-hmm. thought the only way to upgrade was you buy Matt Anderson a six pack. <laughs> that's how it oh, works in Minnesota. That's how it works for Minnesota USA Cycling. Um, mm-hmm. But guys, the key that's here a, is that's a pro tip for all the upcoming racers in, in Minnesota. It's not anymore. He's not in charge of it. Well, anymore. oh, that's pro good. tip because of, because because that's how you upgrade. <laughs> pro tip for all of the uh, USA Cycling: get to know your uh, your local upgrade official. They're great guys. They work hard, and they they they're gonna know if you need if you're ready to upgrade. Um, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Catherine uh, Superstar. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening, tuning in, tweeting, everything about us. Thanks, of course, to BK1 of Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for his track, Tema Du Cannibal, off the album Radio Du Cannibal. It's our theme music. And uh, once again, always wave at all of your fellow spandex-wearing clown suit riders, even if their bibs are on the outside of their shirts or their helmets are backwards. And for us, we'll catch you again next week. And until next time, don't be that guy. That was that guy. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. drunk were you little yeah. guy you never yeah. said that i wasn't drunk